Y'all can be seated. I can't wait to say that. <laughs> All right. Come on, Come on, somebody. So it's just crazy that I'm up here. Like, <laughs> God really, he's real. And we all know this. But if y'all would know, this is not... Tony just up here on, with, on stage with a mic and an iPad, and Renzo told me to take the brand off the water bottle so we don't get uh, charged <laughs> on YouTube if it just goes anywhere. But if y'all will understand the countless nights of praying and humbling myself before God, this is not for my glory, and I just want to make that so apparent tonight, if, if that's the word. Like, I want y'all to know this is not Tony's glory. These are not Tony's words. This is not the Tony show. This is the Jesus show. May he be exalted in the heavens and the earth. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Come on, y'all. We don't serve a weak God. We serve a God that's matchless. We serve a God that knows you by name. He knows you. He crafted you in your mother's womb. He is never leaving you. He will never forsake you. I'm pumped, I'm pumped, I'm pumped because I know Jesus is real. Man, he shook me. When it talks in the Bible about pulling us out of that pit, out of that muck and mire, I was in the muck of the mire. I was playing in the dirt with the snails, y'all. I was in there making angels in the dirt. And the Lord took me from darkness into marvelous light. He grabbed me by my hand and said, get up. It's, it's time to get up. Pick up your mat and walk. It's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. So today we're going to be talking about what are you wearing? What are y'all wearing? I see some people got some goddess dope shirts on, some Nike, some Sincerely Amani merch, marvelously made. <laughs> What are you wearing? What? You know, I, I got on some Yeezys right now. They kind of beat up in a, a shirt from this gospel store in uh, Mandeville. But when I'm asking what are you wearing, I'm asking what are you wearing in the kingdom of God? And today Pastor Monty asked this question. He said, is your daily life advancing the kingdom of God or do you just want to live your best life? And I'm really finna come for the young adults. Because he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't spend too much time on this, but we already know it's, it's, you know, status quo to say, I'm living my best life, honey. I'm going to, what they say, Cancun, Tulum. I want to be where everybody at. I'm trying to be at the, the parties. Are you, are you living your best life? Are you trying to be that person that has all these followers? Are you trying to be the number one influencer? Or are you truly living every day? making that choice to advance the kingdom of God. And that's a daily decision. It's not one-time baptism and you walk out and you're floating, walking on doves. It is every day you have to wake up and say, God, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, Lord. I don't know what just hit me. I just feel off, Lord, but I I choose you today. I'm walking into darkness, Lord. I'm walking into hell. I'm walking into the number one city in the country for murder rates, Lord. And I'm trusting you. Would you guide my feet? Would you let your word be a lamp unto my feet, Lord? I can't do this without you, and I won't. 
And I tell God that every day. I will not do without you. I cannot do without you. There is no me without him. And so I want to get into this scripture. I am a believer that the Lord truly speaks to us in dreams. And, you know, there are some dreams, if you are turning into a cartoon and then you're turning into a, into a, what's the show, Family Feud, if that is a dream, I don't know if that is from the Lord. <laughs> but I will say the Lord does speak in dreams. And he says in the last days, he will pour out his spirit upon all men and all women. He will give women and women Women and men dreams, and he will show us visions in the midnight hour. I'm a firm believer in this. And, y'all, the Lord shook me last week. I had this dream. And I don't mean to sound like Martin Luther King. <laughs> I have a dream. But I, I had to pray about it because I woke up. I said, "Woo!" And I'm, I'm going to tell y'all the dream, but I'm going to show you the scripture that he took me to. If the Lord gives you a dream, it's not just going to be a dream. It's always going to go back to scripture. So if you have a dream that don't align with scripture, baby, check your source. Like Joseph said, what is your source? <laughs> if you're watching the shade room before bed, that might not be from the Lord. All right. So <laughs> I had this dream that there was a wedding. And my mom was inviting me to this wedding. And I shared with my neighbors the other week on our porch because I was shook about this dream. And my mom's like, come on, Tony, come to the wedding. I'm like, ah, I can't. I got stuff to do. I got my business, mom. And she's like, come on. And I, I put it off for days. And I'm like, okay, finally, I'm going to go to this wedding. I get to the wedding. <laughs> and the wedding's already starting. And they give me my clothes when I walk in. I'm supposed to be a bridesmaid. How you show up late if you're a bridesmaid for a wedding? <laughs> and I, they give me my clothes. I'm like, oh, they say, Tony, you're next, you're next. I'm like, okay, oh, give me my clothes. I go to the restroom. I'm getting dressed in the restroom. Like, all of a sudden, everybody starts coming in the restroom. I'm like, yo, move, I'm trying to get ready for the wedding. I come out in my ornaments and my, you know, my decals and everything. I get back. The bride is walking down the aisle. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Something I added up. One plus one is not equal in two right now. I'm looking, and I'm like, wait. If the bride is walking down the aisle, that's the last thing that happens. And so I'm just looking, and all of a sudden, these men in black, they have all, I don't know if they're men, they look like people. They're in black, and they throw me into darkness. And that, I woke up out of my dream. I said, Lord, <laughs> not me, Jesus. Lord, I had a Bible study a year ago, Lord. I brought so many people to you, Lord. Lord, Jesus. I stopped smoking, Lord. I stopped drinking, Lord. I'm married now, so I'm not having premarital sex, Lord. <laughs> and I said, Lord, there's, there has to be a problem. There has to be a misunderstanding. I'm your girl, Tony. Like, 
Lord, didn't you forget I had this Bible study that brought hundreds, it touched hundreds in New Orleans, Lord. There are people that are baptized in your spirit. There are people that receive, um, that were baptized in the water, Lord. I can't, that, that must have been a mistake of a dream. Cause Tony's, you know, her life is being changed. And he brought me to the scripture, Matthew 22. The wedding feast. And when I tell you that dream aligned exactly with the word of God, there was no wandering. So Matthew 22, I'm going to read it. We're going to talk about it. It says, and Jesus spoke to them again by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Hmm. That sound like somebody in the dream? Again, he sent out the other servant saying, tell those who are invited, see, I prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. I'm going to stop right here. Do we have any farmers in here? Any farmers? Oh, okay, we don't have farmers in this day and age. Which y'all, what we have in here, we have, uh, we have entrepreneurs. We have doulas, teachers, college students that are, you know, struggling. Y'all, y'all ain't struggling? All right, y'all must be different than me. <laughs> I was struggling in college. I think this part is so interesting. They made light of what he said. There was an invitation, but they made light of it. And they, they went to do what they wanted to do. They went to their businesses. And I know Pastor Monty has been going into entrepreneurship, but let's not truly forget. It's truly about advancing the kingdom of God. It is not about advancing Tony Dumas. It's not about advancing your own brand. This is not what entrepreneur is about. It's about, am I a soul catcher? Am I a fisher of men? Do I wake up every day asking God, who can I reach? Or am I asking God... What, what content do I need? Or what, what, what people do I need to be around to, you know, have some swag? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if we do that no more. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but when, uh, it says right here. One second. Y'all act like I ain't perfect. I ain't gonna sit here and act like I'm perfect. I, I make mistakes. Y'all be thinking preachers got to be perfect and everything got to be put together. So they made light of it and went to their own businesses. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious. He sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up the city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all all whom they found, both good and bad. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in, Lord have mercy, to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on the right clothes. He did not have on the wedding garment. So he said to him, 
friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then he said to the, the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My God. For many are called, but few are chosen. I think it's so funny that it says, friend, how did you come here without a wedding garment? Notice he, he didn't say, who are you? He said, friend. So this person that came in, he was invited, but he, put him, he didn't put on the proper garments. So now we're going to look at this. Obviously, Jesus, he teaches in parables so our brains can understand his reality because his ways are so much higher than our ways. His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. I think we need to understand that we are not God. <laughs> so imagine, I, I try to think about it like this. If you have a party and you tell everybody to come in all purple because you want to wear gold. <laughs> and the party getting started, you, you initially you invite your, cool, your friends and they're like, nah, I got stuff to do. Okay, well, I'm going to invite little Bobby on the street. I'm going to invite little Susie at the car wash. And you gather as many people as you can. You invite them. And you also tell them, I also, if you don't have clothes, I have clothes for you. I, I'm going to provide the clothes that you need to get into this party, right? You don't got to do anything, but just accept it, right? I know you ain't got nothing to do. Your credit flunking. You're broke. You're struggling for, for gas. <laughs> nothing else is going good in your life. So I just want you to come. I want, and the, let me remind you, this is for you. This, this party is for me, but it's for you. It's for celebration of all of us. And so what Jesus wants us to understand in this, are we clothed? Are, are we just worried about the clothes we have on every day? Is our mind so fixed on advancing ourselves? Are, are we truly waking up every day with the mission of expanding and advancing the kingdom of God. He says, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are supposed to pray every day for his will as it is in, on heaven to be on earth. We're not supposed to be waking up praying for a car. <laughs> we, we don't need to be waking up praying for a job. What is our mindset on? Are we, what are we focused, what are our eyes focused on? <sighs> so we're going to go to Isaiah 61. In Isaiah 61, if you are at Isaiah 61, say Amen. I'm going to do like the old school churches. Say amen. 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 All right. Y'all better wake up. The Lord is here. All right. So it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me 
because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. I'm not an English major, but I do know if there's a sentence that has because, you can flip it, right? So you could say, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Not, it, could, it could be flipped. So he says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the, joy, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I just, I really want to sit here real quick. Because the word is truly sufficient enough. Oftentimes, we are looking for a summary. We're looking for the hoorah. We're looking for, ah! But the truth is the word is sufficient enough. We, we don't need someone dragging us along to understand where, what God is saying. His word is sufficient enough, and he wants us to know that tonight. It doesn't need anything added to it. It doesn't need anything taken away from it. But again, what, what are you wearing? Do, are you truly clothed in righteousness? Because it says many are called, but few are chosen. Do you, do you have the garment of praise on, or are you carrying heaviness? Are you carrying around ashes, or do you have beauty? Like, be, on, I'll be honest, like... <laughs> Where are you, you really at? And I love how Imani, she has these little things called locate yourself. It is so painful to be in these little, these groups. But she, there's this question that God asked Adam and Eve when they was doing stuff they had no business doing. And the Lord said, the Lord knew where they were, but he said, where are you? <laughs> and they over there like... Lord, don't look at me. I have sinned. And the Lord's like, I, I know where you are. I know where you are. I know what you're doing. I told you I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. But you are choosing. Woo, you are choosing not to put on the garments that I offered you. I'm not asking you to bring my, your righteousness to the table because your righteousness is filthy rags. It's disgusting. Ooh. But I, I, it says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that those that believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so when Jesus did this and, you know, he died a horrible death and he, he rose on the third day, it's now our righteousness that we walk into if we accept Jesus. When we accept Jesus, we accept all that he is and that that is everything. That's everything that we need. So when you choose every day to say, Lord, I need you. I need you right now, Lord. I know my righteousness is not going to get me anywhere today. I'm go if it was up to me, Lord, I truly would cut somebody out in traffic. 
I would be a horrible co-worker, Lord. I don't even like these students in my class, Lord. They stink. They're weird. I'm just perfect, Lord. Everybody else is weird, Lord. I guess I can't be the problem, Lord. Everybody else around me is a problem, Lord. Please do something, Lord. But we're going back to that question. What are you wearing? Are you wearing, do you have confidence right now? And I don't want to preach those sermons like, you're going to heaven or to hell. But we have to seriously ask ourselves these questions. Like, if Jesus, we don't know when he's coming back. It says when he comes back, he's coming like a thief in the night. Which one of y'all know a thief going to tell y'all when he comes to y'all house? I mean, if I was a thief, I mean, I was a thief before. Thank you, Lord, for redemption. I never broke into nobody's house. Only at Walmart, I would just, <laughs> Ross know about that. <laughs> but do you think a, when a thief comes, he's going to say, he's to start leaving notes, hey, you better watch out. You better keep, you better keep your guard. Something coming. You think that's how a thief really is? Man, that thief going to catch you off guard. One of them days where you just, <sighs> Nah, not today, Lord. Today's not the day. I tried you yesterday, and all left me with was refinement. And that hurt, Lord, because I'm holding on to things that I really don't need to be holding on to. That, But it's comfortable. And you're going to be comforting the, those things that are, whoo, you're going to be comforting those things that, Truly is going to be left on left where it's at. And that thief is going to come. <laughs> and you're going to be like, Lord, man, I had an experience with you, Lord. And he's going to say, I never knew you. And that's the harsh reality. Could you, could you, if Jesus was standing in front of you right now, looking at you, don't look at me. I know y'all got to look at me, but... <laughs> If he was standing in front of you right now, what would he say to you? What in confidence what, could you say, man, Lord, I, he, would he say to you, I, man, I love you, my good and faithful servant. You have endured to the end. You weren't perfect. You tried, but you always named the name of Christ. You brought many with you. You baptized people in my name. You, you preached to Samaria, Judea, in the ends of the earth. Like, you really, you really was, was bringing the truth. Even when everybody, everybody in your family turned against you, 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 you kept faithful. And you, you may have stumbled, but you still, your heart was still on for me. Or would he look at you and say, friend, I don't know what you got on, but that is not, <laughs> you, don't, you don't got what I told you to have on. You know what I'm saying? Like, would, would he look at you and say that? Be honest. And this is, this is, we have to understand God doesn't give us condemnation. This is not here to condemn, but he is convicting. His word is convicting. And I'm sitting up here like, I need to check again. <laughs> like, every once in a while, it, it's okay to be humbled before the throne room of God. Like, it's so, every day, honestly, humbling yourself never get too caught up like I'm good with God I'm good with God but don't don't be in fear like I gotta be perfect Lord 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 is a demon 
out in the name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. I serve the Lord. But it's, it's okay to, to walk boldly. He says to walk boldly and freely to his throne. Not come in, Lord. I, I knew you were a harmful person. I, I, I knew who you are, so I just, I buried, you know, everything you've given me, you know? And just tying everything into the vision of where God is bringing us. Expansion. Today we talked about expansion. Are you discipling people? Are you bringing people from darkness into marvelous light? Or are you holding on to that 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 good moment you have with the Lord? When is the last time you truly took the time out to inconvenience yourself and your 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 day to pick up the phone and call somebody or go grab a bite to eat with them? Because you can't hold on to those last experiences. Me hosting a Bible study two years ago will not get me in heaven. God will look at me sideways. That, that is not my ticket into heaven. I'm going to heaven, and I'm going to be in the new earth. I will be with my father because of my faith in him. I believe in him. I don't care if y'all all walked out right now. I will be here talking to my father because I don't feel like I'm talking to y'all right now. I'm truly, like, I feel Jesus is, like, walking with me. Like, I'm, I'm here with him. He's here with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are in this together. F is for friends who do stuff together. But <laughs> he's not just my friend. I honor him as my Lord and my Savior. <laughs> and so, lastly, I wanted to, to bring in Genesis 9. And Pastor Monty had went over this at the beginning of the year, and we were exposing Jesus. Um, Genesis 9, 18. And it's the story about Noah and his sons. So... We know the story about Noah going into the ark, nobody believing him. And also the Bible says the second coming will be like Noah. Like, it, Jesus is coming back, about. Um, <laughs> so, one day, you know, one second. All right, it says, Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, Japheth, and Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away so they did not see their father's nakedness. And I want to stop right there. 
if you have found yourself in that in that pit, if you have find your, found yourself doing things you know you have no godly right doing, Jesus is not afraid of your sin. He is not like, ooh, like, what is he doing? Oh, I can't, I can't believe him. That's so disgusting. I just, but when Jesus looks at you, he says, you are made in my image. You, you're hurting me. It, it hurts me to see you hurting. And I'm, I'm not going to focus on the thing that you are holding on to, but I know there's some type of intricate sur- surgery I need to do of your heart. And I know there's some type of repentance that needs to happen. Repentance that is not fake, but a repentance that truly goes into true life change, true life. And so if you have found yourself wrapped in shame, covering up your nakedness, only, you know, there are things that, if you feel like you can't tell people about certain things, it's truly, if you feel like you got to, I ain't doing that, but, you know, if you, if you feel like you got to slide yourself around things and not tell the whole truth, that probably is sin. And not, not just, like I said, not trying to condemn anybody, but I'm speaking to myself. God's not afraid of your nakedness. He knows you. He made you. All you can do, he says, he never rejects a broken and contrite spirit. He will never reject you. And I'm not trying to create an, an emotional experience right now with the, the piano music playing in the back. But I would be remiss if I would stand up here and told y'all these stories and not be humbling myself before God and I think God is calling us to true repentance. Like he, he truly is calling us to a changed life. And he called us to be a peculiar people. I don't know if y'all know people that are peculiar, but they are truly set apart. Like they are truly the oddball in the bunch. <laughs> and if you, the sad truth is, and this is so biblical, if you don't want that life, that's God's life is not for you. The, the chosen life is not for you. Not saying that your works get you into heaven, but the least you could do is offer your life as a living sacrifice. The least you could do is sacrifice your friend group. I like to tell the story about Abraham. Abraham knew his God. He knew when he was walking his son up to sacrifice his son. He said, I, his son said, who are you sacrificing? I don't see a fattened calf. And Abraham like, my God is awesome. He can move a mountain. <laughs> he goes up and he knows that God promised him his son. And when he goes up to that hill, he's ready to give it all. Because he knows if it was time to sacrifice his son, he knew God could raise him to life again. And he knew God promised him this son. And so... What I encourage us today, before we close out, I know today's been a long day, but it is never too late to humbly submit yourself under the hand of God. 
my preaching won't get you into heaven. My preaching, my words may not get you to the throne room of God, but his spirit will. It's not by my might. It's not by my power, but it's by the spirit of God. And he's here. The wind blows where it blows. It blew this morning. And it's not just for the older crowd. It's for us. You know? I've waited. There's been times I've waited hours and hours for God. And he's, he's come. There's times I've waited minutes and he's come. But I, I'm willing to wait. It says all of heaven rejoices when one turns back to the Lord. And so... We're going to close out. Um, Jesus. Jesus, show us who you are in this time. Lord, we are tired of believing in you, but denying your power. Lord, we don't want just a form of godliness, Lord, but we want to be under your authority, Jesus. We want to see real change in our lives, Lord. We're, we're tired of going through cycles. Lord, you say that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy God, but you've come to give us life and life more abundantly, Lord. So we are just stepping out in faith. We're walking out as we stand up at the end of the service and walk out, Lord. I'm praying that your spirit will go before us, Lord. God, and if anybody needs any healing of any kind, Lord. You move by your spirit, Lord. Because where your presence is, sickness and disease has to flee. We're tired of playing like this stuff is normal, Lord. You have your power rest in us. By the laying of hands, sickness must flee. Anxiety must flee. Depression has to go. If anybody would like to come to the altar right now for healing, to draw closer to God, to just go back to your first love, as the song said, now's the time. In Jesus' name.